0: Welcome to the Market Emotion Motion Podcast for Financial Advisors, presented by FMG Suite. Listen to interviews with the movers, shakers, geniuses, and innovators of the financial advisory world. Visit fmgsuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. And now, without further delay, the Market Emotion Motion Podcast for Financial Advisors. Hi everybody, Mike Woods here, one of the founding members of FMG Suite. Welcome to the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors presented by FMG Suite. More than 40,000 advisors rely on FMG Suite to help them stay connected, build relationships and grow their business. Now it's your turn. Visit us at fmgsuite.com and schedule a demo so you can see our tools in action. Today I'm excited to be joined by Maria Marcella, who's a management consultant, life coach, speaker and author. Maria and I spend the first 15 minutes of today's podcast talking about crisis communication. And then we spend the second half of the podcast talking about niche marketing. Maria very much says reps need to focus on the blocking and tackling as this COVID pandemic wears on. For example, Maria says you need a script when you're leaving a voicemail on a client's cell phone. You know, I nodded in my head when I heard that advice, but I wonder how many reps actually do create a script? How many reps actually do have an agenda of what they wanna leave on a voicemail when talking to a customer or leaving leaving a voicemail. She also said reps need to feel more virtual. We're quickly moving to a new way of business and it's time for reps to change their image. With niche marketing, Maria believes that reps, either wittingly or unwittingly, are practicing some form of niche marketing. It's kind of like asset allocation, whether you know it or not, you've allocated your assets. Maria will challenge your thinking about niche marketing Her clients get a lot of homework, and she helps them refine their niche. It's a great discussion. Market in Motion Podcast. spread the word. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Market in Motion Podcast for Financial Advisors. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Maria Marcella, founder of Elevating Your Business. Hi, Maria. Hi, Mike. How
1: are you doing?
0: Oh, just great. Just great. Uh, just great in my COVID world I live in now. yeah, uh, yep, me too. Ma- Maria, <laughs> you are Mar- uh, Maria is a management consultant, life coach, and speaker, and author. Uh, Maria has worked at really who's who's list of Wall Street firms, including Merrill Lynch, Dean Witter Reynolds, and Bear Stearns. Only two of those remain, uh, so there's going to be a test at the end of the podcast for all the listeners about which two. <laughs> Merrill Lynch, Dean Witter, and Bear Stearns. Which one remains, um, Maria? On your website, I kind of I, I amused a little bit because you said you were getting promoted on Wall Street uh, at a time when women executives were as rare as pink diamonds. Boy, ain't that the truth? Um, uh-huh.
1: Definitely. You know, I I learned uh, that when you work and you're at work, you work. You know, you did your job. You, yeah. Uh, if there was downtime, you got, you know, kept yourself busy. You know, can you tell that I worked for my dad? That was my first boss. Oh, there you uh, go. And so I did the same on Wall Street, not even realizing that for quite a few years that what I was doing was uh, anything different than anyone else. You know, I was moving up the corporate ladder. I knew I was being paid a lot less uh, for being a female. But, uh, you know. During the downtimes, times, uh, I was a clerk, and during the downtimes I would go over to the trading desks. I worked in the, in the bond department, and uh-huh. I, would, I would ask the traders, you need any help with anything, you know? And uh, from there, when a uh, position came uh, about on the desk, uh, I got it at first as a clerk and then as a, a trader of uh, municipal notes, but the thing I liked the most was working with uh, the retail reps, as they were called at the time, and, sure. um, and some advisors that were starting that were a little bit different.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can yeah, sure. I can imagine. I could imagine. Well, uh, for today's podcast, uh, Maria, you, we're going to have we're going to talk about niche marketing and branding. Uh, you, I'm going to have you uh, share with us some of your best practices for finding and working in a niche market. But before we dig into that, uh, let's take a few minutes and talk about communicating in a crisis. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's kind of come back and. Um, uh, I, I you know, I want to look at it from the perspective of if I'm a financial advisor and I call you up today and I say, uh, help, what's my game fan for communicating in a coronavirus world? What what strategy you lay out for people?
1: Well, the the first thing I, I tell clients is that you've got to get your emo- emotions and your mindset in the right place before you even do anything or think of doing anything you know regarding clients you know you can't talk uh to clients hold conference calls etc you know if you are so much in crisis mode yourself so you need to you know do things to uh make your life as best as, as you can. And, and to deal with, you know, whatever stage of grief you happen to be in right now, um, you know, in fact uh, I have, you know, my recommendation is you write down what all your fears are, you know, all the challenges. And then on the other column, you start writing what solutions are and you start taking your, you know, that advice yourself, because you're going to be asked to give those kind you know, that kind of advice to your clients you know when you when you do speak to them uh you know we have to remember that we've all been through difficult times of one sort or another and have come back you know shining that's uh you know the resilience we have as uh as as humans you know if you've if you haven't been through you know, market crashes, etc. Um, if you're in the, you know, newer, what I recommend people do is to read a book, I don't know if you you've uh, read it, but it's called the uh, business adventures, the 12 classic tales from the world of Wall Street. Um, it's a it's an old, but goodie kind of a book that will, you know, help you see the resilience that has been on wall street since you know and in the market since in, its inception and i think sure. it's it's kind of comforting in a way you know
0: yeah to, it's true to
1: see, to see we've been through the you know we've been through rough times you know and we we come come out good so mindset is the first step and then i i think the second step is to plan your phone calls with clients you know, first of all, plan them so that you're talking to your ideal clients first. You know, you segment your phone calls, but right. you really need to sit down and write a script. You know, if what happens if you call somebody and they're not answering their phone for whatever reason. All right. You want to have a message, you know, that you could leave them, you uh, Either telling them to get back to you, et cetera, but letting them know that, you know, asking them how they are, et cetera, you know, doing uh, chit chat, uh, don't get into business stuff like, you know, even on the voice message, I know somebody, you know, was a little bit too harsh with their script. I've had to kind of uh, fix the scripts up, but also, you know, let your clients know how you and your family are doing. Let them know that, you know, you are doing some virtual meetings with clients, you know, uh, etc. I mean, you know, you narrow that down as as much as uh, you can, but let them know you're here to help them. If they need any kind of help, they need any kind of resources, you know, you're the person, you're the go-to person for them.
0: Yeah, I think what you're saying there is really true that um, you don't want to wing it when you're leaving a voicemail. You want to you want to have points you want to cover and you don't want to uh, just wander along with it. You know, I think what you're also saying true is, is very true. I've heard that from a number of advisors saying this is the time to reach out and ask if they need help or if everything's okay. because in 10 years, Mm-hmm. People aren't going to remember that you called and said, hey, you know, it's a great time to think about a Roth IRA conversion. They're going to remember <laughs> when you call and you say, hey, I hope everything is okay if with you and your family. Do you need something?
1: Right. Because, you know, the clients are, are actually um... – you know they are us. They've got family members who might need to go on unemployment. They do need to know that unemployment is taxable. You know it's salary, and it may for the feds, and it may be salary in your state. I think there's four or five states that don't charge uh, them right. tax on on their money. You know you don't want to get caught. You know next April with a big bill because you haven't had any taxes taken out of your own unemployment. They've got business owner clients who may need information about the CARE Act and how that affects them, etc. cetera. Sure. Um, so, there are other things going on where they can actually provide, you know, be the go-to person and provide resources of one sort or another to, you know, to their clients. So, you know, I I gave a long-winded thing of, you know, the types of things you can talk about, but I did that because i I, I really think it's important that people realize that as you say, there's something other than you know IRAs and moving stuff around and buying new right. things uh, right. th- that are out there. Now there you know I I worked at Bear Stearns, so the mentality at Bear Stearns was when the market is down, you buy and you hire. You know that those were two like, of sure. the two of the right. tenants, and you'll you'll get really good people because you know they want to leave wherever they're at. Um, you know, so there, there will be those clients that, you know, will be doing the, the buying, etc. but there's also going to be clients that they're going to need to help short term. You right. know, uh, you know, I think of my parents, you know, um, the, the market being down is hurting them in, in the short term. And, you know, I face reality, my parents are 86 and 92. So we're not talking about, you know, long term 20, 30 years from now, you know, right. So, so they are going to need services um, from their advisors. um, And uh, the advisors needs to make sure that, you know, the clients know, they are there for them by phone, by Skype, however, they're going going to do the, you know, do their calls. So (laughs) That's one thing is put a script together for your right. uh, answering machine the other thing you know uh, is put a script together for what you're gonna talk to clients about anyway I mean most advisors have 100 200 300 clients you know so you you really need to decide uh, you know rank your clients and Call the what I call the AAA clients first. Sure. And uh, and you know, write a list of topics you you want to talk to them about. Um, you know, take the fears list that I mentioned before, and add one more column. You know, which is uh, solutions. Uh, you know, next to the solutions column, which is uh, what you'll say to your client if they bring that particular fear up.
0: Right. You know, you'll,
1: you'll, you'll feel better and more prepared when you do get prepared, uh, you know, for, for the call, but also, and and I know it's hard. It's even hard for me because, I, you know, I'm a solution oriented person uh, to have that chit chat with clients, you know, at, at first. Um,
0: right. Right. Yeah. What's interesting is is what you what what you want reps to hear at this point is they they should be sending out the broader communications that uh, to a group. But it's really important for them to get that one on one with clients at this point.
1: Yes. Yes. And even in their, their, um, newsletter and the content they put, um, you know, they need to have, in, in my opinion, they need to have resources there, you know, um, links, you know, links to sites that have information on the care act link to sites that have information on unemployment, you know, whatever topics they come up with Um, It would be helpful if they talked about those things because, you know, we're going through the stages of grief and, you know, I I had mentioned to you when we talked previously, I don't want when this is over to look back at this time and feel like I, you know, wasted it. I am human. I'm going to go through the levels of grief, but I want to know that I accomplished something.
0: Sure. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, and, uh, right. And
1: to me, that's, you know, there needs to be a balance between all of that and being able to help people, you know, even able to remind my own siblings, you know, unemployment, you're on unemployment. You're going to be taxed. Put some money, you know, make sure you right. put money aside.
0: Right. Maria, yesterday I was reading an article in one of the financial trade pubs and they were talking about uh, regulation by how uh, that's going to go through on June 30th and the SEC is not going to relax the date. Uh, And one of the people they talked to in the article was saying that we've just been able to move all of our people. From uh, to offsite to have their uh, business up and running offsite, uh, and and that that reminded me or or got me thinking, I should say about a, a question to ask you about um, how how should reps. Talk to their clients about business as usual right now. Should they, should they be putting together a, a, a short webinar to talk to all their clients? Should they put something on their website? You know, more specifically, it's about, um, you know, how how do how do they get um how do they get accounts open? How do is, how do they you know, work through their computer with all their security issues? How do they you know really locking and tackling of everyday business for them. Um, Heck, they may have been going into an office and now they're at home and, you know, that that may or may not be a registered place of business for them. So they've really, mm-hmm. they're have really they really in a little bit of a pickle at this point. How would you – what would you recommend uh, them uh, – how, how should they approach this time? Well, the first thing I would tell them
1: to do is take care of their cl- current clients, you know, make the phone calls, talk to them, et, et cetera. Keeps, keep business as usual, if they have a newsletter, put that newsletter out, you know, definitely add uh, resources, uh, et cetera, based on the, you know, when they talk to their clients, they're gonna learn what their client's issues are. They should take those issues and write about them in in the, in the newsletter. But, you know, I had to go through that phase of, you know, being in an office, and then starting my own business from home, you know, I I did that 20 years ago. And it's not the easiest thing. I mean, I remember sitting at my desk, my home desk and saying to myself, boy, I miss the I miss the person who would uh, clean dust my desk every day and throw my garbage out. You know, I, right, uh, sure. I took for granted that, you know, the garbage was going to be gone in the morning and, you know, somebody would take care of it. Um, and that lunch would appear, you know, I'd call up and lunch would appear at the elevator, you know? Right. So, um, you know, there's things, there's things like that, you know, to definitely take a, a look at and how, how you're going to uh, deal with that. And then, you know, as far as business, you know, I'm all for telling clients, you know, I could meet you on Skype. We could talk on Facebook. If it, you know, FaceTime. Uh, uh, I use a program called Start Meeting, which is a uh, a video program that's extremely inexpensive. It's like thirteen dollars a month. Um, that can record, uh, can record calls. Um, and so I recommend that they use those, but also, you know, the normal stuff, the phone, et cetera, um, let their clients know that in addition to phone calls that they make, that there's other options available that they should just ask for whatever, you know, those options, uh, are, Um, one of the, the virtual things, one of the things about being virtual is it's, it's more than just the voice communication. That's sure. when you go virtual, I mean, you know, teaching client, my clients about putting a uh, appointment calendars on their websites, you know, so uh-huh. clients, clients can make appointments by themselves and, you know, putting a schedule, a call kind of button on uh, on a website, the call call to action in 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 marketing, in my opinion, is is very important. Sure. Um, be, for those people who are search, especially for those people who are searching around, you know, looking for financial help right now.
0: Sure. Great suggestion, um, right?
1: Yeah. So it's more than just a call. It's it's like a a, a group of uh, things, you know, things to do. Uh, you can update your web, your website um, make sure that you join some social networking groups and put those links on your your site too that helps you become and be more more virtual in the eyes of people uh, in the eyes of your clients and people definitely coming uh, to your, your site. If you don't have a link right now to, you know, help clients get to their portfolios or downloading um, forms, you know, definitely something to add to your site. Um, sure. or, on my site, I call it the Client Cafe. I've seen it called the the Client Vault, etc. You know, right. password you know you you talked about security before password protected information behind there and mm-hmm. so you know you may have to do uh, some training uh, in regards to that aspect of uh, of business but most custodians and um you know they have that inf- that information is available online clients just aren't using it because there's still a lot of paper going back and forth or has been with the advisors and their, and their clients.
0: But uh, yeah, I think at this point they can do something different. I got something from Wells Fargo just the other day saying, uh, I don't need to come in the bank. I can scan my check. Well, no, I've been been scanning (laughs) my check for years, but Wells Fargo took the opportunity to reach out to all of its customers and say, don't forget, you can do this from home, which uh, right. I thought was, uh, you know, from a Wells Fargo perspective, uh, a brilliant maneuver.
1: Yeah, uh, Maria, let me, let, me,
0: let me ask you this one. Okay, in six months, where are we at? We're at April, so we've got May, June, July, August, September, October. Uh, we're coming into Thanksgiving. When we look back on this period, who will be the winners and the losers? What what will the winning reps do, and what will the reps that are not as successful be have? What will they have missed doing?
1: Well, I think that in six months, we'll all be looking to lift the economy one way or another. So while, you know, right now, I, I don't think the major um, marketing should be, you know, going out and getting new clients, you need to take care of who you have first, you need to take care of the people who are coming in from your websites and, and sure. other areas um you know at by october we should be feeling a, a bit better for sure i'm hoping and uh you know taking a look at your marketing efforts and what you've been do- doing and what what works and what doesn't definitely will um will help uh, will help your business um you know i'm i'm not sure how business owners um are doing right now, uh, uh, even advisors, and I know they give uh, advice to clients to have an emergency fund, but I do know some that, you know, never thought that their emergency fund was going to need to be as big as it needs to be. So I think on the winning side, people are going to realize that they need to uh, have the emergency fund and put more uh, money in them. Uh, I'm sure that advisors who are small small businesses will have dusted themselves off and picked themselves up by the the bootstraps um and that you know our first aid kits are all going to need to have uh, some additions to it like gloves and uh uh was it n95 uh masks
0: yep yep
1: you know but i i think that the advisors who do more work with their heads and not necessarily their emotions as you know, they're running a business. What do I need to run my business? What's the most important thing I need to be doing right now to retain and grow my, my business, you know, that I could do because you can't go to networking events. You know, you can't go to conferences, you can't do all, all that stuff. Right. Um, And I, and I think the most one of the most important things is that, um, and I'm hoping this is really a hope. I am hoping that the financial industry, um, as a whole, becomes a winner by embracing virtual uh, tools that are out there and automating more, um, mm-hmm. because. You know, when I when I first start working with a client, I I still can't believe what they're using. You know, Excel to do when there is so many other things out there that could do things automatically. You know, sure. uh, so many other tools and stuff. So, right. I'm hoping that they catch up because the advisory uh, business as a whole, and this is in my opinion, is about twenty years behind in regards to technology.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair to say. And I, you know, it, it's, it's funny you talk about the N95 mask. Boy, there's a whole different vocabulary that uh, we all've learned in the past month. Uh, yeah, I thought
1: masks were masks. Yeah,
0: All right. Well, let's let's switch gears. Uh, mm-hmm. We've we've uh, uh, let's let's take a little time and, and go back to the niche marketing. Uh, sure. I wanted to, you know, from my perspective, I think either wittingly or unwittingly. Uh, Reps reps perform some type of niche marketing. Uh, they they either they either work well with engineers. They may work well with teachers. They may they may make a, a part of their business plan to try to work with doctors. Give us your perspective on niche marketing and how a rep should define that and uh, mm-hmm. how it works and what are the really what are the uh, drawbacks and what are the uh, what are the benefits what are the limitations. Okay,
1: so I definitely agree. Most experienced advisors practice some form of uh, niching, mostly wrong, sometimes right. <laughs> and, gotcha. Uh, and, and, you know, the what I think is a really cool thing is that I, I watch uh, next generations, uh, you know, they seem to be getting it a, a lot more you know i see more of them trying to niche more of their websites you know really talking about you know who their ideal clients are um, so there's there's a, a a lot of a lot of hope from there uh, there's always some kind of pattern that's going on you know sometimes the pattern has more to do with the with the way they are marketing Versus having a true niche, meaning, you know, they've been marketing a particular way and, you know, I'll I'll be speaking to clients and they say, you know, I, I really don't like a lot of my clients. You know, I really want them, you know, I really want clients who are, you know, X, Y, and Z, et cetera. So it is possible that when somebody looks at their top five or 10 clients that they realize, hmm, you know, I've been... Instead of being proactive, you know, and, and creating my business by design, you know, I've been just doing that, you know, taking anyone who breathes kind of, kind sure. of, thing,
0: sure. right. you know,
1: and, you know, I, I've gone through all of that, you know, my, myself, um, I, I worked my, I had in, I've had niches in the past that weren't exactly niches. Uh, like when I worked with women who was service businesses, uh, you know, which I learned, uh, by mistake was way too big of a, of a niche. And I, I remember the day I went to go create, uh, I went to go look for my, um, PowerPoints on a particular topic I teach on. And when I opened that file, I had 14 different PowerPoints on the same topic.
0: Gotcha. Interesting.
1: And I said, this is ridiculous. Okay. What is this showing me? This is showing me my niche is too big. Right. So, so I need to narrow my niche, you know, which, which I, which I did. And that's what happens when you, don't have a niche or your niche is too wide you you repeat things over and over again but you have to gear them to you know a different audience every time uh you know every time you do it so
0: right right
1: what most niches that are created by advisors who don't you know maybe hire a coach or a consultant or work with others on uh, you know, niche market, marketing others like your company on, uh, on niche market on target marketing that they, they choose their niche by who pays them the most. And what the population of people or companies are.
0: Gotcha.
1: I mean, that, that's what I have found. You know, and even when they don't have a niche, and I ask them, well, who do you think your niche would be? It usually is those those two things. But I would recommend five elements regarding niching. Definitely, gotcha. and they they all start with P, so you can call them the five P's. So yeah. profit profit and population, definitely you need to look at. Because we're in business. We need to, you know, we need to make money. Right. Um, but You also want to add to that passion, you know, which could be your hobbies or your interests that you have in common with them. The products and services you enjoy working with the most. Because, you know, you you say financial advisors, financial planners, financial industry, that's a lot of products and a lot of services. Right. Um, And then Most important would be, what are their pains, challenges, problems, frustrations? Because the bottom line is, nobody pays us because they're doing great. They come to us because they're in some kind of pain and they haven't been able to fix that pain themselves. Right. Yes, over time, those those pains get solved. But to put money on the table to buy any kind of service, somebody's got to be in pain. And you have to have the solutions for that pain.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I've heard about, I've heard financial advisors tell me that. Uh... People rarely come to them if they've just got one pain point. It usually is multiple pain points mm-hmm. that will get them out to see a, a, an advisor. They'll they'll have a they'll have an investment pain. They'll have a retirement pain. They'll have an estate problem or, or a pain. I guess is the best way to put it. It's that of pains that gets them to the rep, and then the rep has looked to solve those.
1: Right. And if and if, you know, if an advisor isn't sure what those pains can be, take a look, do do a search on the Internet for Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs.
0: Yeah, because
1: those those pains are usually around, you know, the five or six needs that that he lists.
0: Sure. Sure. Right. Okay, so we got profit of the population, passion, products and services, pains. hmm Did I get them?
1: Passion, yeah. You got passion, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, awesome. You know, it's interesting, too, when you talk about profit of the population, I've also had many financial advisors tell me that uh, um, their income reflects the income of who they're working with. So mm-hmm. if they work with people who are all making a million dollars a year they'll make a million dollars a year uh, if they work with people who are making thirty thousand dollars a year that's going to be their income Have you found that to be true over the years or is that one of those um, uh, true uh, one of those uh, sayings that's been passed down but may or may not be true?
1: well I I think it's true if you're dealing you know if your passion is in the high, net worth arena.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think, uh, it changes a little bit if, you know, you work with middle class, you know, high, a little bit high, higher incomes, uh, than that you, when, when you work with those populations, you've, you've really got to automate. And you really have to have, you know, a decent uh, amount of clients. I I know clients and have had clients that, you know, are making very good money working with upper middle class folks. Um, And it's because they do have the technology in place so that the technology takes care of the thing, you know, some of the clients issues and why they would call you, et cetera. And then they, you know, their conversations are different with the, with them. So I think, I think it's true and it's changing a bit for, because, you know, if, if I think of, you know, maybe, uh, you know, even 20 years ago when I started this business, um, the amount of people dealing with middle income and upper middle income, et cetera, were very few, if any. And they weren't making very much money. But now you've got subscription model pricing and a whole bunch of other things that could really allow you to help the kind of people you want to help.
0: Gotcha. Fascinating. Fascinating. Okay. So, Maria, let's take a look at this uh, kind of as we come to an end here of the podcast. Um Okay. I've decided to focus on a niche. My niche is going to be engineers. Uh, I I like working with them. They're analytical. Uh, We tend to have a lot in common. I studied engineering in college. Uh, I have a passion for it. I think I've got the right products and services for them. Their economics is the economics I want to go after. Okay. So now I've decided that how do I change my marketing strategy? What uh, give look at it from kind of a perspective of uh, uh what what do I do? Do I change my website? Do I change the groups that I hang out with? Do I do I, how do I how do I develop a plan now to get deeper into that market?
1: Sure. Well, the the thing that. You, you know, Given that scenario, the thing I would suggest is that, yes, you've got a niche, which is a general category of clients. What you need to add to that piece, and this is a, a mistake that most business owners, I'm not even going to say advisors make, I made it too, um, they don't really look for who their ideal client is within that niche.
0: Mm, okay.
1: So a brand new engineer coming out of school is not going to be your ideal client. Right? You know, so you've got to really get down to the, you know, the demographics, the geographics, all that stuff and, you know, sometimes they call it personas, you know, I call it sure. ideal clients, who's your best clients. So that's the the first thing that I would recommend that you put that ideal client profile with the niche that you're choosing um and then as far as marketing um goodness i'm sure you you deal with this all the time in your business i go to very few websites and know from the picture and the caption i first see who that advisor is working with So with the downtime that people have right now, they need they need to really go to their website and see when somebody comes to my site and is just gotten to my homepage, do they see themselves in the website?
0: Gotcha. Sure.
1: You know, if you if you work with divorced women, I want to see women on your site. Right. You know, if you work with engineers or, uh, you know, uh, eye doctors, I want to, you know, I want to see as, you know, somebody that helps them uh, determine if their site is niched or not. Um, You know, can somebody coming to their site see that within the first seven seconds? So um, most websites, you can't see that.
0: Right. I would agree. I would agree and, most as, as reps build sites, they often think of, uh, uh, style over function. They're looking for what uh, looks good versus what message it's conveying.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that might come from like the old brochure kind of way. We, we did things that the brochures were big, uh, a big way to attract somebody. You know, and so you you needed to have some of that in in your brochures, but websites are seven seconds. You know, you don't have like four or five minutes to look through a sure. whole bro- bro- sure. brochure. If they don't see themselves when they first come to the site, they they're gonna leave. Right. You know, so that's uh that's definitely. Websites I mentioned before. If you don't have links to your, the portfolio management systems, etc., that you have available to clients, to the forms, you definitely need to uh, take take a look at that. Your content should also include, as I as I mentioned, solutions to the issues that they are dealing with right now. You know. Um, and you know, so that's a, a another very important you know piece piece to their their marketing. Social networking,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, are the social networking links on their site? Can can clients go or or prospects do some research on them? Right. Uh, do they do LinkedIn? You know, um, some people's LinkedIn pages. You know, they. Uh, they haven't changed their summary in, you know, in 15 years. Uh, so, you know, is the information current, both on your website and your content, uh, you know, et cetera. Can, can you find ways to automate, uh, you know? Right. That's that's another important, important thing. Sure. I I have my clients write down all the ways they're marketing. And usually there's way too many ways, you know, you should be marketing five or six ways in, in your website definitely should be a, a, a main piece that all your marketing should be going towards. So, right. you know, when, so that, that's the, the main prize for an advisor is really their, uh, their website and how it's attracting uh, clients from LinkedIn and Facebook, uh, sure. et cetera. But when you When you have a niche, you can get really focused.
0: Sure. Right.
1: So, so if you, if your niche is doctors, put a profile on LinkedIn, but very honestly, you're not going to find a lot of doctors, you know, marketing, et cetera, uh, on LinkedIn join. You could join a, a group, a group for doctors, uh, but they, they don't go to the internet, you know, that much so how are you going to attract doctors you may you may need to go some old fashioned routes you know even with postcards and things at at, sure. at, at this point but you, you want to focus on where your clients are not just spaghetti marketing, you know as, as I call it as an Italian, you know you throw throw your marketing out there see if it sticks and most of the times don't even monitor it anyway. but if you <laughs> it, if you choose five or six ways to market, you could market um, excuse me, you can analyze how that's working for you
0: right, right. Yeah, I think you know uh, that that, uh, that is awesome advice, you know. And, and Maria, as we've talked, you know, I've I've made a variety of notes, and really, I I, I think what what I what I'm hearing you say loud and clear is that uh, reps need to really take inventory. They they mm-hmm. really need to understand what they're doing. Um, when when we were talking about uh, how to communicate, you were talking to them about building scripts for. Mm-hmm. Voicemails and for when they talk to customers. When we're talking about marketing, you're talking about that they 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 need to build a profile of their ideal client. Engineers isn't enough. Is it engineers between the ages of 35 and 45 that are starting a family that are uh, that are you know need estate planning issues? Uh, I, I I think what it keeps coming down to uh, what 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 you're what what I hear you enforcing quite a bit is they need to really answer key questions and provide details for themselves to be successful within the niches they want to operate in
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah you know and in in a lot of cases what they need to do is the is take the advice they give their clients and do some planning
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go there you go all right i think that's a great way to end it perfect well, Maria, thank you so much for uh, spending time with us today. We, uh, we we got to the niche marketing, but we also were able to cover uh, what uh, what everyone is talking about these days, is how to, uh, uh, how to adjust to the new world that we were thrust into in the last month, either wittingly or unwittingly. And uh, uh, now we're all walking around with uh, uh, copious amounts of um, hand sanitizer and face masks on. So, mm-hmm.
1: Maria, yeah. thank you. We all need to remember that we're not alone. You know, everybody else is in this boat with us.
0: Yeah. And I think what you talked about a little bit at the start uh, is worth revisiting that everybody's going through this in different phases. So it's a it's a great time to just be a human and to Mm -hmm. uh, reach out to people on that way. Yep, Awesome. Maria, thank you so much. Uh, Again, uh, Maria, uh, check out her her website, Elevating Your Business. And, Maria, what's the website address? Is it Elevating Your Business?
1: Yeah, it's ElevatingYourBusiness.com, and then it's going to be a slash FMG, all capital letters.
0: Okay, awesome.
1: And I'm going to put some resources on there for the advisors who are listening to the the, uh, recording.
0: Awesome. Perfect. All right. We will put that on our link too. Maria, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. And uh, thanks again for taking time out.
1: All right. Thanks, Mike.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Market Emotion podcast for financial advisors. If you found this episode informative, please share with your peers and colleagues. Visit fmgsuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory.
1: Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox.